Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Guess what today is? Today is a very, very, very special day. And it is special because on March the 5th, 1967, I was born. Yep, today is my birthday. I'm a proud 55-year-old woman now. But I'm celebrating my birthday, at least kicking it off, with you. So, let's get started. We are reading the fifth psalm, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. It reads, Listen to my words, O Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For you, I pray. For to you, I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness with you. Evil people are not welcomed. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You're, you hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful, you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house in reverence. I bow down toward you, toward your holy temple. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue, they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them from their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. This is another psalm penned by David, but I don't want you to get excited thinking that you know which category it belongs to just because David used the word lament, because I know you heard it. (laughs) Is this a psalm of lament? I want you to remember that lament has a subcategory, right? And that subcategory is imprecation which means, you know, wanting a curse on your enemies. And I really believe that this one falls under that subcategory, imprecation. When we read this, yes, David is in anguish. He's saddened, wanting and waiting for God's intervention. But he also gives some, I'm using air quotes here, free advice into what God can do and should do to his enemies. Does he not? That's when I think it falls into the imprecation. The first two verses are the introduction and where he calls for help. Next, David coats the field, so to speak, with God. You know, reminding God that he doesn't tolerate evil. Do we ever need to remind God of anything? Right? No, we don't. So why does David do it? (laughs) I want you to think back when you were a child. When you wanted something from your parents that that you had you had to you thought as I thought we had to set the stage we had to set the scene to remind them of the things that they had promised or how good we had been remember that 
we've all done it. It's a form of manipulation. And that's what it really is. Because what we want is something that our parents perhaps could potentially say no to. So we're trying to remind them of what good parents they are. And good parents would provide this for, for their kids. And we've been so good. We've made A's. We, we swept, you know, the floor. We mowed the lawn. It's a setup. So I'll reread it with the setup in mind. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful, you, Lord, you detest. But I... By your great love can come into your house in reverence. I bow down toward your holy temple. Can you hear it? I think it's funny. David's flattering God. Only to ask God later when we get to verse, what is it, 9, 8, 9, to crush his enemies, to banish them, to declare them as guilty. But for those who take refuge in him, they can sing for joy. Now, who has already stated that he takes refuge in God in a way? David. (laughs) And so now we know why we're called children of God. Because we act like that. Trying to set God up, right? Doesn't quite work. What can this particular psalm teach us in our season of caregiving, right? That's what we always ask and that's what we should ask. I think what it teaches us is that we will all have times of lament, of imprecation where we're like, okay, I need you to strike down the enemies. I need you to show up God and I need you to tell her. I need you to show him, right? We're all, we're all going to encounter those. The key is to remind yourself that God hears you and that he loves you. Just because God hasn't answered you as, as we, you know, discussed ad nauseum, right? 44 chapters ago or what have you. God will provide an answer but we have to wait I don't want you to believe the enemy when he tells you that you're alone or that you deserve this particular season nope it's a choice God made to allow you to have this season you may not understand why but that's not what he calls us to do in his word in Proverbs he calls us to not understand why he does all things but to lean not to our own understanding but acknowledge him to trust him he calls us to trust not necessarily to understand and you know I don't know why God chose to allow my mother to have Alzheimer's and being truthful it bothered me for a little while I want to say maybe about six months or so. And every now and then the enemy would try to bring it back, but I'd squash it. But initially, of course, when she got the diagnosis, it it bothered me. I would think in my head, is, is this a punishment for something that I did? And then the Holy Spirit was quick to say, you know, to reject that. And then I would think, well, did mama do something that she would? And then I couldn't even finish the, the thought. And the Holy Spirit was like, no. So then I asked, well, why then? And there was silence. Silence for a long time, talking a couple of months. And Christian friends, you know, meaning well, you know, told me to pray over her, 
for healing to speak in tongues over her and i had i listened to a cd actually that implied if you if you pray for healing and the healing isn't granted then it, it it's with your level of faith right you don't have enough faith enough to call on god to heal and that's when i knew that you know okay this is crock <laughs> Because the word says all I need is faith of a mustard seed to move mountains. So if mama wasn't being healed, it wasn't because um, I didn't have the faith. It was because it wasn't God's will. And so I still went back to him and and asked why. And again, there was silence. And I can't tell you how many once went by, but I recall it very clearly. It was in the evening or at nighttime. Um, Mama and I were still in Hawaii and I was helping her to bed. She was already in bed and uh, we were saying our prayers. And as we're saying our prayers out loud, you know, I'd pray over her. I heard I'm being glorified. And then after I heard that, the Holy Spirit brought to my memory what um, people were telling me, you know, throughout my stay in Hawaii of how they enjoyed seeing me taking care of mama, how blessed I were. Sometimes they would tell me stories of their parents and they weren't able to take care of them and what a blessing it is to see how I'm taking care of my mom. I'm like, oh, God is getting glory out of this. And so I had peace and I stopped asking him why now. Couldn't God receive glory without mama having Alzheimer's? (laughs) Absolutely. But for his own reason, he chose mama for Alzheimer's to take residence in. And just as he chose Job, right, to allow the enemy to wreak havoc on his life. And I know this may be hard for some of you to hear this and to have peace with, but you need to have peace with it because if we say that we trust God then that means we have to trust God in the good, the bad, and the ugly because we know that he will work all things out for our good. And so it, 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 it initially, it did appear ugly to me, my mother with Alzheimer's. But when he said he was getting glory for it and I, and I claim and profess to be his child and I knew mama to be his child, I just had to put my big girl pants on and be like, I, I trust in the Lord God. And if he is getting glory to this, which is what my life is supposed to do, which is what her life is supposed to do, then we're doing the right thing. Being a child of God doesn't guarantee us smooth sailings. In some cases, it can be the exact opposite immediately. God will allow the enemy access into our lives at times when it's in line with his will, when he will receive the glory. And out of it, we're drawn closer to him through that hardship we are refined so yeah we can expect limit in our lives secondly in an effort to set up God that David did that maybe some of you do I do at times it reminds you know we're reminding God of who he is but in order for us to remind God who he is that means we must know who God is. So there's an implication that we know God. We must know him for ourselves, that our God is holy, that our God is good, 
that um, he's all knowing, that he doesn't delight in evil. Like we have to know God for that. So even in our attempt to smooth things out for God, we're still growing because we're saying out loud who our God is. Right? It has to resonate in our spirits. I call, I recall praying one day. Um, I was I was going, I was praying for a very specific thing. And now this happens all the time. So I expect it. But the first time it was it was interesting. You know, I always go to God and I'm praying for whatever. And so I was praying and I'm praying to the Lord. And as I'm giving him praise, you know, you're a good God, you're a holy God, you know, and reminding them of who he is to set him up for, okay, now this is what I want. All of a sudden I kept going on with how good he is and what he wanted. And then the next thing, you know, my prayer turned into something altogether different. I started asking him for different things that I didn't even know that I was in need of, that other people were in need of. And I, and as I'm praying, I'm consciously thinking, where'd that come from? That wasn't on my mind. But in that reminding and, and praising God in an, in an aspect of who he is, he's good, he's omnipotent, he's kind, you've done this for me, you've done that, all of a sudden that outpouring kept coming out of who God was. And then the floodgates of truth <laughs> sprang out. And maybe we could say that happened with David. He did want his enemies to be banished and crushed because after a while you get tired, don't you? <laughs> of seeing people who are doing the wrong thing, acting ugly, and and they seem to be having a good day. Sometimes you just want the Lord to come along and give them the holy spanking. (laughs) He may or he may not, but we can't direct him to do so. But we can be truthful with what we want, and then he can heal us of that. Third, the third thing that we can learn from, from this psalm is that we are to remember that God is just. And so in our effort to want him to give our enemies a holy spanking, know that in his timing and in his way, he may or he may not because he knows what's going on with that individual. We only see the surface. Maybe the reason why he is being so difficult, you know, at work is because he just found out that his wife was cheating on him. You don't know. Or her son is having issues you just never know what goes on with people that's why God looks at the heart we can't so when you are discouraged and the wicked are seemingly winning remember that God is just and in his timing justice will be done today what I'd like us to do we're going to pray a prayer that acknowledges just how good God is right to usher us into not necessarily lament but just an appreciation for our God let's pray dear holy heavenly and righteous God we come before you thanking you for giving us the awesome privilege of being able to be honest with you of the things that are going on in our lives and in our hearts. Things that sometimes are buried so deep within us that we don't even realize that we've thought or that we, that we want. Thank you for being a God who isn't afraid to meet us where we are. Allowing us to try to set you up in a, in a sense of showering you with the praise that you deserve 
only because we really want you to answer our prayers. Father, we acknowledge that there isn't anything that happens in our lives that you aren't aware of, that you haven't ordained or allowed. We thank you for being a God that as you allow things into our lives, whether good or bad, that they will work out for our good, that you will get the glory in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for being a God who does not tolerate evil, who does not tolerate sin, but in your love and in your grace, you bridge the gap so that we could come to you through our Savior, Jesus Christ. That even having been washed in the blood of Jesus and all of our sins removed, it does not mean that we still aren't needing of forgiveness. We thank you, Father, for the food on our table. We thank you, Father, for the ability to earn a living. We thank you for the ability to get some of the things that we desire. We thank you, Lord, for having the ability to to praise you. And we thank you more importantly, Father, for being our God, for being our Father, for being our mother, for being our friend, for being our comforter, for all those things. Help us to have you as the priority in our lives and help us to dig deep into your word and to spend time with you every day so that we can grow closer and closer to you. This we pray in the name that is above every name, Jesus our Christ, amen. All right, my podcast family, like I said, it's my birthday. I'm probably gonna go get a banana split. (laughs) You go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus, bye.